Hello beautiful souls, this is Tiffany and you are listening to Heal, Grow, Love. I am going to bring you a full moon in Aquarius transmission and and there's a big big old update in there too of where I've been and what I've been doing and what's been processing through me. It's been a really interesting summer for me and um, full of, well you'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear about it all. Um, let me think about what I have coming up at the end of August, I believe on the 26th, I have a, um, Reiki share and circle. So, um, an opportunity to receive an attunement at whatever level you have, and then to share Reiki with other Reiki practitioners or masters, um, who will be attending as well. Um, and then I am also teaching another energy clearing master class and I just reset the date for it I can't remember it's also at the end of August you can find it on my website nettleco.com and it'll give you the exact time I think it's a Tuesday evening probably the last Tuesday evening second to last Tuesday evening maybe or something like that I don't know it might not be a Tuesday actually don't don't hold me to it just check my website for the date if it's interesting to you um definitely have been doing a lot of work at clearing lately so having those skills for yourself and your own personal arsenal are just hugely hugely important it's literally a class of like what I do in a session to clear all the different kind of things that might come up um super powerful really gets into the meat of it right away so check my website for the proper date and um I'm gonna let you enjoy this beautiful Aquarius full moon and also give you a friendly reminder that there is a meteor shower for those of us who live in the northern hemisphere right now so get outside and look at the sky because there's just so many neat things going on up there (laughs) and I hope you're all having a really really beautiful summer all right talk to you guys later beautiful souls Tiffany here we are approaching a full moon in Aquarius which is my daughter holds Aquarian energy and actually I her two of her grandfather or her two grandfathers um, both hold Aquarian energy as well so we've got we've got lots of that in our household it's actually kind of fascinating to me because we um as I was growing up, my stepdad, um, Russ is an Aquarius and my mom, um, is a Sagittarius and they're not together anymore, but they were kind of through my, I don't know, from like nine until after I graduated. So through all of those teenage years and all of those kind of preteen years and, and, and all of that time, I had this, um, Sagittarius and Aquarian energy in my household and now um, as a parent my son is a Sagittarius and my daughter is an Aquarius so it's it's very similar energy but of course in like entirely different dynamics Um, it's just so interesting to me the way that like the way that we do go through cycles and the way that we 
you know, that, that energy came in and I learned certain lessons from the dynamic it was in. And now it's in my home again. And so it feels very familiar. And yet the dynamics are very different teaching me, you know, all different things as well. It's just kind of, kind of one of those really cool synchronicities. Um, but, um, we are approaching the full moon in Aquarius tomorrow. And so Aquarius energy, what does that mean? What does that feel like? Um, it's a really unique kind of energy. Um, another, another kind of funny story, actually. Well, first I'll say, um, Aquarian, Aquarians know Aquarius energy is really clear in who they are and what they want. And there's very, they can be very, um, rigid and fixed in that, um, which can make for, you know, in our home right now, you know, with my daughter, we do talk about, you know, the importance of flexibility, um, but she's not a super flexible person, you know, she knows what she wants, she knows who she is, and, and she's not willing to settle for less or bend for less, like, it's, it's very clear to her, um, and so, as a parent, that can be a bit frustrating, but I know that it's going to serve her growing up, and it's often, like, people who are Aquarius, because they know who they are so well, um, or that energy coming in for us right now, we can utilize excuse me, utilize it for the same thing is that sometimes there'll be people who are maybe a bit eccentric or who do things in a different way. And Aquarius energy does not care what anyone else thinks about that. Like they can be, they can actually be like quite, um, cold hearted kind of people in the sense that like there, there isn't a whole lot of empathy there aren't generally the most empathic people. And of course, if you are an Aquarius person, you know, you have an entire astrological chart that will make you many, many things. But in its essence, Aquarian energy um, is very unapologetic. And so they are who they are and and that's that. And so they can sometimes be people who are a bit more eclectic, people who, you know, kind of let their freak flag fly, people who um, pursue whatever their passions are, whatever they're interested in, whatever that is. And so, as I was mentioning, I've had a lot of Aquarius energy in my life. And at the time that I was pregnant with Ava, um, I had a roommate who was an Aquarius as well. And, um, and I, there's a few other people in my life, like, like a few other friends of mine who are Aquarius. So I'm really familiar with that energy. I get along well with that energy as an Aries person. Um, and so Ava's due date was, um, February 18th. And so I was like, well, if she comes on time, she'll be an Aquarius. However, if she's late, which is the case for, you know, a lot of pregnancies, especially first pregnancies. Um, if she's, you know, past what her due date is, which I mean, we don't have to get into the, the details of the fact that due dates are silly and generally not accurate anyways. But 
if she comes after that, you know, then she could be a Pisces anywhere after February 20th. And I remember I was talking to my grandmother who was really, was really just like, um, strong in, 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 in knowledge of astrology. And she said, well, you know, um, or I, I said, you know, I really like, like, I hope that, that she's an Aquarius or I didn't know that the baby was a she at the time. I didn't know that Ava was a girl. So I said, you know, I really hope that the baby's an Aquarius because I get along with Aquarius really well. I know I have a lot of Aquarius friends. I have a lot of Aquarius people in my life. I know that I get along with that energy, but I don't have many, I don't have any, like at the time I couldn't even think of one and, and I do, did have a couple, but I couldn't even think of really one Pisces friend. And I do at the time, even actually I had two really good Pisces friends, but, but, I, but they were few and far between, right? Like this was kind of two special individuals and throughout my whole life, I couldn't think of anyone who I connected strongly with that was a Pisces. And actually I could think of a few people who, um, who I just didn't like vibe well, who I just didn't like, we just saw the world so differently. I felt like, um, from many of the Pisces people that I knew. And so I was like, you know, I really hope that, that, that the baby's an Aquarius. And she was like, Oh dear, are you sure about that? Um, she, she said, you know, your uncles, Ronnie and Donnie are Aquarius. And obviously you don't know who my uncles, Ronnie and Donnie are, but they are, um, wonderful men who are, have competed in drag queen competitions for many years and are very, very good at it. Have won many competitions, make beautiful ladies. Um, and, and, you know, that was her, like, 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 like Aquarius people will be those people, you know, they might not be always be that extreme, not, well, yeah, that, that is an extreme. I mean, you've got to be confident and comfortable in yourself to, to get out there and dress up and, and compete and perform and, you know, show up in that way. Right. Like that's, that requires a certain level of don't give a fuck attitude and, and extreme confidence. Right. And, and that's like the essence to me of Aquarius energy, the way that it's come up in my life, but other ways that it comes up, you know, it is also, um, in like, if you were to give it a stereotypical kind of thing, a lot of people, a lot of astrologers refer to it as the mad scientist. So it is, there is a lot of, um, like in Aquarius energy, we might feel like, like the need to experiment more. We might feel like, like technology is a big Aquarian theme. A lot of people who are Aquarius don't even identify as like human in a way. Um, in the sense that a lot of times they feel like they can see the future. Like they, they, they're very, very forward thinking. And so it's almost like they can see the future and they're already kind of living there and they're waiting for the rest of us to catch up to them. In the, and so Aquarius energy has brought about a ton of different technological advancements um, and, and, and a lot of experimentation. And, and as well as it is very community oriented. So, you know, I know that we've, I've talked on here before about how Capra, how we, you know, we were in the age of Capricorn and how we're, we've been shifting more and more into the age of Aquarius. So 
you know, this is energy that, that we're going to feel, feel more and more in different themes in different ways in our lives all the time. Um, but Capricorn was an earth sign. Capricorn, you know, in Capricorn energy, we wanted to buy a piece of land, buy a home, have a family, you know, have a good paying job, be successful in all the Capricornian ways. And, and that is very, Capricornian energy is also very capitalistic and kind of like top down structure. So like one boss at the top, employees at the bottom, very much, you know, you know, our whole society has been built basically in a Capricornian structure. And we're starting to see that changing and evolving as we're entering into Aquarius. And Aquarius is very much more like small community. So Aquarius loves to be sovereign and autonomous in their own self and energy, but they also love to flow and move into community as they feel the desire and the call to do so. And so when we think of that, you know, as opposed to Capricorn, just to give you that, you know, Capricorn is that top-down structure, every man for himself, every man fighting to get ahead, fighting to get to the top. Whereas Aquarius energy is very much more like love thy neighbor. And so very much more like let's all grow different crops of food and share this food in helping each other um, together. It's very much like you have this skill and I have this skill. So, you know, let's help each other out when we can help each other out and and very much more, um, yeah, much more about like the neighborhood and the smaller community and how in, in acting in equal ways, in fair ways. Um, and it is also like, like I said, like, like Aquarius, it is also kind of whatever, whatever feels right in that moment. So, you know, as we deepen into Aquarius energy, like, we might even really see relationships change over time, like, like, you know, over, over a a long period of time, maybe not that long though. You know, we might see where monogamy isn't such a big deal because Aquarius is like, well, I want to try living this way. This is what suits me and what makes me happy without, you know, being apologetic, without worrying what the society has to say it gives us permission to follow our deepest desires in in all areas of life right in our friendships in our career in our romantic life in our family life in our you know all of the different areas Aquarius energy gives us permission to really tap in and tune into what your soul is calling for what your heart is activating within you or what your soul is activating within your heart and how that's communicating through you in whatever way it wants to, you know? So it's really important to, like, like it's, it's such a, it's a really cool time actually to think about and to feel into. And I know I'm always, always suggesting this, but I, I'm feeling it more strongly than ever before. And I feel like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even know how far I want to go into that because I feel like that could be a whole other episode of what I've been experiencing throughout the summer. But it's really been like a, a deep process. And, and what I know more than ever is that our purpose as a human is to break ourselves free 
from that like Capricornian society and or not like it really is to break ourselves free from any beliefs any structures anything that is within us that is guiding us away from our soul's desire and it's our our job is to find freedom on this planet is to free our soul and allow ourselves to experience and express what we truly desire I know this with every fiber of my being and I will explain further why this is so important but it's really magical like like I've been feeling this this deep awakening and coming back online right now and I as I'm speaking to you I know that it's because of this full moon that's here I know that um, I know that I shared with you before that we were, you know, I was saying goodbye to my beloved companion and dog, Georgia, who I, you know, love with every bit fiber of my being. And that was a real process to go through. And I'm going to share more of that in another episode. Um, but, you know... I've just been connecting with so many different souls who have left this planet very recently and connecting into the freedom that they feel. And I know that that is what we're here to do is to find a way to feel that free here on earth. And, and the feeling of the, the heaviness of of seeing all these souls leave really did put me in a heavy space. And I'm not used to being in that kind of space at all. It just like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just kind of like, I just wasn't in the greatest mood. And I, um, it was just kind of like, I just felt bummed out a bit, like nothing too heavy, nothing too major, just like not, the, the happiest version of myself definitely and and just very disillusioned with life I'm not sure how far I should go through this maybe I'll just tell the whole story because we're here anyways um yeah let's just go for it we'll make it a longer episode um so as I shared before you know I said said goodbye to Georgia and it was a really beautiful process. Her and I um, went together and and she was med medically assisted through out of this life. And I was with her the whole time. And, and um, it was really special and important that it was just her and I. Um, and, and as soon as her, she was in a lot of pain. So it was very clear to me that it was time um, and she was losing a, like mobility and, and quality of life and quality of life is everything. Um, and so I, you know, I, yeah, I just, it, it, it was time and she had, we'd been meditating for months together and I'm pretty sure that I shared more of this in, in the other episode. So I'm not going to go too far into what, what happened before and leading up. Um, but she, you know, she let me know that it was, that she was ready to go. And I had been letting her know for months that, 
you know, while we, while I want her and, and us as a family want her to be here with us forever. Um, most importantly is that as she's here, she's happy and healthy. And if she's ever not like, please let me know. And, and she let me know. And so we went in together and, and as soon as I saw her, as soon as I could feel her spirit leave, I could see her like running through a field of wildflowers with all of these butterflies around her. And it was so beautiful and magical. Um, and then, and then we brought her, I brought her home and on the drive home, I could just see her energy like buzzing all around in the most beautiful free way. Maybe a good way to describe it is be like, like almost like, like a fairy, just like flying all around. Maybe even like Peter Pan, like, like doing flips and like doing all sorts of like, like, like it was just this, this expression of, of the ultimate freedom of, you know, being completely free from, from her earthly vessel, her body that was beginning to feel very restricting and very heavy and very painful. And it was just like this, this complete freedom from that. And it was so incredibly beautiful to witness. Um, and then, you know, I came home and, and everyone came out and, and, um, you know, had a process, had, had, had time to see her out of her body and see her just fully relaxed and peaceful. And, um, and also for like the reality of her being gone to settle in and create an opportunity for real mourning and real grief to really begin, I think as a society and, you know, we're so far removed from, from death and what death truly is that we never, you know, we often never see the body we are. And, and because of that, I think that we have to process grief for a much longer period of time because it's so easy to disconnect from it. It's so easy to disassociate um, from our grief, especially, you know, in, in, in different circumstances, right? If it's someone that we don't see regularly, really easy to disassociate. And then all of a sudden something happens where, you know, we're thrown into, into a, a bout of grief. And I'm sure that that will happen in most grieving circumstances, no matter what, that there will be times where, where it becomes more activated and times where it's quieter within us. But I think it is, you know, an important process. And I know the vet told us as well that it's also really helpful for any of the other pets in the home to have an opportunity to see her because it helps with their confusion about, um, you know, why that pet might suddenly be gone or why that family member might suddenly be gone, right? And we all had a um, loud <laughs> cry. We were, we were, my, I, we had new neighbors moving in and they must have really wondered what was going on because we were all really, really allowing ourselves to fully express that loss. And then, you know, we had a ceremony and covered her body in rose petals and offered her earthly vessel back to the earth, you know, this, this body that allowed her soul to come and be a part of our experience as a family, it's my experience as a person, um, and offered that back to the earth and, 
and buried her, which was really hard. And also incredibly, like, necessary. Like, again, it was one of these these moments that uh, allows you to, to deeply integrate all of what's actually happening, you know? Um, but at, going back to when I was driving home and, and I could see her energy all over, all over the place, just like having so much fun, just feeling so free. It reminded me of, um, a session that I did with, with my partner, with Al, and he had lost a friend about a year before. And, um, his friend had, um, he overdosed on heroin and he had struggled with addictions for a long time. And then he went to Peru and he did these ayahuasca ceremonies and, and cleaned himself up completely and stayed there for years, like two or five years. Like it, it, it was, it was quite a stretch of time, maybe four years. Um, and was learning from the shamans and learning how to facilitate and learning how to hold space for others and learning how to how to help others with the same work. And then he came home for a visit and I guess he did heroin one more time and he died. And he'd come through, when this happened right away, he came through and it was very clear to me that he felt very ambivalent about it all. Almost like, you know, he'd spent so much time in ayahuasca ceremonies and, and in that space that his perspective on life and death is maybe a bit more like mine. Um, but probably even more expanded where he really saw that like, you know, whether he was here or there was kind of unimportant was, was, was the way that it felt like it was like, whatever, like maybe I'm here, maybe I'm there. Like it was very, not very casual, very nonchalant, very, um, accepting and detached. And, and then about a year later, Al had had a dream about him, I think. So he asked me if I could tune in and, and one of the things that Al kept saying was, you know, what a shame it was that he had passed away. Like what a shame it was that he, you know, he'd cleaned up his life and then, you know, he did this one time and, and what a shame that he was dead. And his energy came through and he was doing the same thing where he was like flying all around the room and like flipping around and like, just like totally just like Peter Pan, um, in the best, most, in the best way that to me was just this like full exemplary expression of freedom. And he was like, oh my gosh, like, please don't even for a second feel sorry for me. I feel sorry for you guys. He was like, it's so much worse there. And, and he showed like, he showed us almost as if every human on earth was walking around with like a massive turtle shell on their back, just like weighing us down and making everything like harder and heavier than it was. And, and then he was just like flying around the room, like Peter Pan, like so free. And he was like, please don't feel bad for me. Like it's so much worse there than it is here. And, and then, and then Georgia showed me this energy and it really like made me pause and be like, why do we come here then? Like if this experience is so hard and so heavy and like, I feel like 
I feel like my experience here has been really beautiful. There's been, you know, like there's been so much magic, so many amazing things throughout my life. And I can also see the contrast where things are, have, you know, where, where there are a lot of challenges and where things are heavy. And, and, you know, we think about like, we come here to learn. Well, like, do we come here to learn or like, are we like some people talk about, and, and I can see some truth in this, um, about how we're like enslaved into, into, um, like the human cycle where our soul is kind of like, like, like it's not really a choice. Like we think that we have to come here and have these hard experiences, but we don't. And, and in coming here and ha and having a lot of the hard experiences, we serve other people in a way that is not super healthy for us. You know, you think about how many people are on this planet, what you might call asleep, how many people are coming and they just work and work and work so hard and, you know, pay so much in taxes and never get ahead and, and never create something really magical for themselves. There are so, so, so many souls here on earth in that loop, in that cycle. And, you know, maybe their parents were in it and their parents were in it. Like, you know, like, like how many times do our, does our soul have to come back and, and take this punishment before we, we break free from, from those cycles. And, and, and then I've been doing like a, a lot of souls have left, like, like a lot of souls have left. And I've been contacted by so many people who are just wanting to check in. Can I, you know, can, can we just check in and see how this person's doing? Like, I just want to make sure this person's okay. I just want to make sure that, you know, I, I think it, it helps our grieving process to know that they're okay. And what I can tell you, like without, a, without hesitation, without like even a second thought is that they are amazing. Like every single one of them is like, like, no, like this is, this is beautiful. Like, like, please don't feel sorry for me. Please don't worry about me. Like I feel sorry for you. I'm worried about you left behind there on earth where things are hard. And I'm not trying to be like a major buzzkill. I actually tried to record an episode about this a little while ago. And I was like a super, I was in a, in a, in a, in a much darker place with it where, because I was in a place where I was really like, well, why are, like, what are we doing here? Like if the next place is so much better, if, if where our soul actually exists is so much better then like, what is the purpose and the point of, of coming here to earth? Like I'm not. It was just, I just felt very disillusioned by it. And I saw like, you know, big, major, major important lessons in that. Also in that same time frame, my grandmother, who is my step-grandmother, my stepdad's mother, um, who I wasn't, I'm not going to say that I was like super close with her, um, but I did look up to her as a person. She was an incredible woman who traveled the world and, um, she was a fellow Aries soul. So liked to do things her own way and, um, was just very classy, very elegant. And, and was, my sister was incredibly close to her. And, um, so Georgia passed away and then or we thought, yeah, we said goodbye to Georgia and then that was on the full moon. And then on the new moon, 
um, my grandmother chose to also be medically assisted out of this life um, because she learned that her cancer had returned. Um, and so we kind of had to make a, a little trip over to the mainland and we had a big family dinner. And, and yeah, so there was all of this, like, all of these souls leaving. And it was, it left me in a place where I was really, like, asking some big questions. And where I was also, like, seeing the impermanence of life. Seeing how, like, how it's all, seeing through the illusion of it. And, and seeing how we hold on to our lives so tightly we take them so seriously and we're so attached to living when like you know there is this whole other realm like like it's on like like and I'm not sure how to even really articulate this because I feel like the words I've I've known these words for so long you know that you know, we are a spiritual being having a human experience and that most of this experience is quite illusionary in the sense that it's, it's, it's such a small and like insignificant, I don't really like to use that word, but, but truly insignificant in the grand scheme of our soul and what our soul is doing and, and who we are in a larger, bigger sense. And I feel like the reality of that has deepened and embedded into my soul in a way that has really shifted my perspective to, you know, really make me realize like how silly it is to take any of this life seriously, how, how nothing really matters. And of course, everything matters, but how nothing like, you know, there is no right or wrong. There is no well, I mean, actually, I would say, like, like wrong would be, like, taking it seriously. Wrong would be letting yourself get wrapped up in silly drama that's meaningless. Um, wrong would be, like, spending your time working for someone else when you could be creating something for yourself that your heart that makes your heart happy, that is beautiful, that is, allows your soul to express itself and expand. And I know that that, you know, I'm not saying that, like, quit your job tomorrow, do things in a smart way. But it's just like, it's just about really getting clear. And so this is what's bringing me back to this. Um, Aquarius full moon is, is again, really getting clear in what your soul wants to express and, and be in the world, what truly makes you happy. And this Aquarius energy lets us, like, do so unapologetically. It lets us see through things that we might, like, it, it, it creates windows where doors once may have been. And lets us see through those doorways. So that we can deepen in our desires so that we can deepen in our expressions so that we can deepen in what's important to us as a being like as our own being without taking it too seriously without getting too wrapped up and worked up about it just like allowing ourselves to find joy in whatever it is that we're finding joy in and those can be 
Like, 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 literally let that Aquarius energy show you what those things are. Because they don't have to be what you've been told that should make you happy. They don't have to be what makes your best friend happy. They don't have to be what makes your partner happy. They don't have to be what makes your children happy. They don't have to be what you have been told that you think you need to do to raise your vibration to be a better person. It literally just needs to be what lights and sparks something within you. That might be something really taboo. That might be something that goes against what you have been told forever. And, you know, like, like I'm not just talking about like the, what society tells us. I'm also talking about what the New Age movement tells us or what the, the spiritual community tells us that we need to be doing. Like, like none of it matters if it isn't sparking joy within you. All that matters is what is sparking joy within you. And from that place, you begin to free yourself of the shackles that bind your soul to this earth. Not in a way that you're going to die, but in a way that you find your freedom. And what that means to you. Because freedom is going to look different for all of us. So let's just take a minute here. So I'm getting fired up. <laughs> so, and I'm glad. I'm really, really glad that I'm actually feeling like passionate about this because as I mentioned, I was feeling really like disillusioned with the impermanence of life and like the I was really feeling like it was all bullshit. And it is, but in a way that we can use to have fun. So Let's take a minute and take a couple of deep breaths. <sighs> Let's breathe. Take a couple of breaths into our soul, or sorry, into our root chakra. This is a space of grounding into the third dimension. This is a space that holds all of the information of our life, of our previous lives, our akashic records. This is our center of divine masculinity. And in essence, our home base. This is where we were grounding into before. Um, and now we're grounding into our heart. But it probably feels really familiar here. So just let your energy expand into that space. Let it activate. Let it come into alignment. Just offering that space some love and compassion. And as that feels, ooh, processing some energy in a big yawn, as that begins to feel complete, let your breath move up and into your sacral chakra, our center of divine femininity, our center of creative and sexual expression. Allowing that center to become more energized, more clear, more vibrant than it was just a moment ago. And drawing your breath down and into the sacral chakra. Allowing that energy to expand. Allowing it to become more clear and more vibrant. This is a center of deep intuition. 
where we feel our intuition, where we have our gut feelings, our goosebumps, all of all of the sensations that are physical and visceral in our body, our inner knowing. It all exists here, and when we listen to it, it becomes a very a center of confidence when we trust ourselves, when we trust our instincts, our intuition, we move through the world with confidence. Allowing that energy to become more clear, more vibrant than it was a moment ago. And bringing our breath and expanding it through our heart center. This is our center of unconditional and unlimited love-based consciousness. It is where we give and receive love with others and with the world around us. It's where we can feel deep grief. And where we ground into our home base. This is where our energy comes into ground. Allowing this energy center to become more clear, more vibrant more energized than it was a moment ago. Feeling these centers lining, aligning along your spine, pulling them back into alignment if needed. And allowing that breath to expand through the throat chakra. This is our center of communication. This is where we, an expression it's where we communicate, it's where we allow ourselves to speak our truth, where we allow ourselves to receive the truths of others. Allowing it to become more vibrant, more clear, more energized than it was a moment ago. Pulling it into alignment if needed. And sending that energy up the energy of the breath up and into our third eye center located between the brows this is a center of deep intuition where we have more of our auditory where we hear um, our intuition where we see our intuition our dream space our visions maybe our really good ideas Just allowing the breath to clear through that energy, allowing it to become more clear, more vibrant, more energized than it was before. And taking your next breath, deep, deep inhale, breathe in, allow as much oxygen to fill your body as possible. And as you are reaching your fullest capacity, holding your breath and sending the energy right up and into the top of your head. Holding it there, letting it build and build and build, squeezing it all the way up from the base of your spine, all the way up the spine and into the top of the head where the crown chakra is located and releasing when it feels right in your own time. This is our center that connects us to everything. I've never encountered anyone with a closed crown chakra. We are always connected. We are always in the receiver mode, receiving and and sharing with the universe. 
Allowing one more deep breath in for pulling all the energy up from the spine through and into the top of the head where that crown chakra is and just holding, holding, holding as it feels right, as it feels comfortable, feeling the energy build there and allowing your breath as you exhale, allowing that energy to expand out, up and out your crown chakra. Strengthening that connection. And just taking a moment to feel into this alignment, into this sensation of your chakras being aligned and energized and in cohesion with each other. Feeling what that feels like in your body. How it feels in your toes. How it feels in your knees and your ankles. How it feels in your hips, your thighs. How it feels through your torso and your womb space. Or your sexual organs. How it feels in your chest and lungs. How it feels through your digestive system, your kidneys, your liver, your stomach. How it feels in your shoulders. Are they relaxed, more relaxed than usual? How it feels down your arms, all the way into the tips of your fingers. How it feels at the front sides and back of your neck and in your throat. How it feels in your jaw, in the roof of your mouth, in your tongue, in your eyeballs, in your nose, in your cheeks, right up to the top of the head. And how it feels at the back of your head, that special space, our well of dreams, secondary chakra, holds so much information, so much medicine for us in that space. And as you're here and you're feeling great, I want you to just ask to tap into your authenticity into your, your truest soul's expression. And notice where in your body you feel it. Allow it to come out before you as a vision. Trusting whatever comes, whatever's happening. Even if it comes from your kneecap. <laughs> Let it come up and out and create a vision before you. If you're not a visual person... Let it create a sensation or a feeling or an inner knowingness or however you receive intuition the best. Let it just come through and show you a version of yourself that is your most aligned to soul version. Let yourself see where you are, what you're doing, what's around you, showing you the things that are truly important to your soul, 
truly important to bring joy into your life, showing you your truest heart's desires. In the most beautiful and empowering way. And just observe it. You know, no no need to judge right now. Maybe what you see surprises you. Maybe maybe you're right on course. Maybe you're you're doing it already. Congratulations. Maybe there's a few tweaks you need to make. That's still really close. Congratulations again. Maybe it's showing you like a big change. Or maybe it's just showing you something that could feel like a big change, but maybe everything else is wonderful. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe it surprises you. Maybe it's something that you always knew. And as you're beginning to see that, as that's becoming more clear, just taking a minute to soak it in, to absorb it, allowing the feelings that you're seeing to absorb into your current body, if possible. And allowing yourself to break down that feeling or that visual into its essence in this moment. Noticing what the essence of it all is. Sometimes we put a lot of layers on top of something. Right now, we want to strip back those layers. And allow the essence of it to become really clear. And maybe maybe let's let that come through as a knowing. I want you to know what that essence is. And I want you to let it fall into a color. Maybe like a big crystalline sparkly jewel. In a color that is reflective of the essence that's here. And as this is becoming clear in front of you, and as you can see this beautiful sparkly jewel that, that holds the essence of your soul, the essence that wants to move through this life with you, that wants to free you, that wants to, to welcome you into freedom of the human experience in a way that you are still here on earth, that you are still safely in your body, experiencing life as you, as you truly want to. And I want you to just welcome this crystal right into your heart. And maybe you notice the color and the energy of it washing over you. Maybe it joins into you almost like, like the little gem on a troll's belly button. <laughs> just welcome in that essence. Notice the color. Notice the feeling, the the crystal structure of it. And let it come through. Let it, let it, 
move through the parts of your body it needs to, noticing if there's resistance anywhere and, and allowing that to move through. If you need help to breathe through the resistance, allowing your inhale to really expand into any areas that you could be feeling it and with your exhale, just letting it go. until that full soul's essence is merged with your being here on earth, your body, your earthly vessel. Allowing yourself to express gratitude for this moment this moment to connect in, this moment to feel and see something that you may have needed to see, whether that was something that you'd like to express and expand more into your life, whether that was, you know, a sense of, of knowing that you're already doing it. It's all beautiful. It's all perfect all magical <laughs> and now I want you to carry that essence with you as you move through the rest of your day today the rest of your life <laughs> you can tune in again from time to time and notice how that essence changes and shifts of course it's going to as we as we do but honor that within yourself honor your truest heart's desires whatever those might be And with that, I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of this Aquarius full moon. I hope that you are tapping in and tuning into, you know, your the, the big lessons that you might have learned this summer. Tapping in and tuning into allowing it all to bring you back home to yourself. And allowing you to detach from the seriousness. Embody the joy. Laugh. Not take it so seriously. And have fun with it. Play with it. Express it in all the weird, wild, and wonderful ways that it wants to express within you. <laughs> take care.